Now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to introduce our special guest tonight, of course, the wonderful Amanda Nicholson. Amanda is an author in her own right, a poet, podcast, co-host and copywriter. She has written several books as Amanda Steele, including Ghost to Me. Amanda's poetry has been broadcast on BBC Radio Manchester. She has a creative writing MA and has articles published by Jericho Writers, Writers Weekly, Reader's Digest and Authors Publish. Please make welcome Amanda Nicholson. Hi everyone. I'm going to start with a couple of poems about the gym. The first one's called A Seagulls of the Gym. The music pulsates and my head spins. It may be the excessive noise or how out of shape I am as my legs push down and my arms pull at the cross trainer. Then they enter, dressed for a, work, a gym workout. They squawk at each other like seagulls of the nightclub. I wonder if I'm in the wrong place. I overhear them comment on the size of the man on the rowing machine. He clearly thought this was a gym too. So if I'm mistaken, so is he. The seagulls prance along the floor. Instead of searching for chips, they visually assess the people, searching for flaws to maximise their own perfections, missing the whole point of a gym and why anyone who doesn't fit their standards might have chosen to disgrace the eyeline. What are the fat people doing here, they squawk. In a gym of all places, then they spend another 20 minutes staring at their perfect reflections in the mirror. But the mirror doesn't show beyond the surface, slowly rotting inside. The seagulls unite, flocking together, unaware of the years to come, when looks will fade and they will have nothing to fall back on. What are the fat people doing here? They squawk again. They shouldn't be here. Looking in the mirror, they realise years have passed and they have nothing left. And the second one is called Vultures of the Gym. The vultures of the gym prance across the floor, flexing their muscles as they seek out fresh meat. Blondes and brunettes dressed in crop tops, tight leggings and not an inch of fat, grabbing the unwanted attention of the vultures. From my cross trainer, I'm thankful for the cloak of invisibility granted to me by midlife and several layers of up. The vultures drop to the floor and do 50 push-ups directly in front of a 20-something blonde woman. Sure, they could do this at home, but if you don't do push-ups to an unwilling audience, did it really happen? The vultures bend and twist, standing by the weights, waiting for an audience. When nobody pays attention, they lift and drop from a great height, silently pleading for a response from their prey. Any on the floor are just a testament to their manliness. They grunt as if they think that will attract their attention, but it never will. How could she ever hope to compete with the size of their egos, perhaps to overcompensate for size issues elsewhere? And the next two pieces I'm going to do are from a book I bought out a couple of years ago called You Won't Believe What Happens When You Buy This Book, and it's the spoof clickbait collection. This is called How I Made One Million Pounds as a Writer and How You Can Do the Same. Tired of your day job and wish you could write all day? Do what I did and tell your boss to get lost and follow these simple instructions. Write a book. Publish the book online. No publisher needed. Sell the book. If the book fails to sell, do what I did. 
and create an online course showing other people how to sell their books. Use some of the money made from these courses to buy your own book in large quantities and make yourself into a bestseller. Offer some free courses. Give people just enough information to think they have a chance, but if they want the missing piece that ties everything together, they'll have to pay a £1,000 to earn it back 10 times over, right? Finally, and perhaps most important, the one crucial thing you have to do to guarantee large amounts of book sales, bestseller status and overnight profits is... Sorry, send £1,000 to my PayPal account and I'll tell you. You won't regret it, probably. And my final piece is called Six Genius Ways to Get a Well-Paid Job Without Experience. Number one, know someone in charge. Fail the interview, but get the job anyway. Then tell everyone how hard you work to get where you are. Number two, auction yourself on eBay. Start a bidder war by getting your friends to place bids. If you have no friends, create accounts for your imaginary friends and get them to bid. Then build up the hype and get real employers fighting over you, even though none of them will be quite sure why they want you so badly. Number three, when you send out CVs, include a bottle of wine. You may not have the experience, but by the time the recruiter has finished drinking the wine, he or she won't care. Number four, if you get rejected from a job, just turn up and start working anyway. They'll be so impressed they will hire you on the spot or take out a restraining order. Number five, first impressions are everything. So on arrival, backflip into the room to distract them from your lack of experience. If you can't do backflips, a seductive dance will do. And finally, number six, if your experience is non-existent, so you have nothing but the basics on your CV, fill up the blank spaces with images of cats. Everyone loves cats. And if they don't, you don't want to work for them anyway. Right, that's me done. Thank you. <laughs>